0: Alright, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Doseckies. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 87737 Grind. Alright, keeping it moving. Um, sticking with the NFL theme here real quick cuz I want to get to this get my thoughts on this Alabama situation. Um but also the Jets, okay? The Jets signed Randall Cobb yesterday. You know, I was watching a little bit of NFL live. Adam trolled well, he was kind of set up with a lob because I'm telling you, man, it's crazy because in the last two years, Aaron and Rand, you know, Aaron used to be oh, this you could tell like I was ahead of the curve on this. But you could tell Aaron has rubbed a lot of people in the media wrong because a lot of people are waiting. I, and let me tell you something, Jets fan. Is there any of it out there? Y'all quickly going to be because y'all used to be in the laughable losers. And all, that's the Jets. Well, this year you're gonna the gang green and fire marshal Bill, y'all gonna be public enemy number one because y'all inherit this dude. So to me, you know, I'm watching a little bit of NFL Live this day, and then, you know, I forgot who my man is, but he's like, Hey, Adam. He goes, uh, Randall Cobb. Didn't he play one time with the Greek well, How about that list? Because a couple of weeks ago, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show, his best guy buddy. I Pat Aaron's gotta be getting a cut of that deal. I know he did. He had to. Because he's I mean, it is what it is. But Aaron on the Pat McAfee's like, Oh, they act like I had this piece of paper and I wrote down these names and said, Hey, here you go. No, it's not like that. Of course. Now, did they asked me about certain guys, yes. I could be wrong, but according to my math, Cobb makes the fourth Packer that has basically been signed that's over to the Jets. That's four. And if you want to count enough, a former offensive coordinator and a thing, a Hackett, like why does he have to lie about this stuff like why don't you just i mean you already act like a pompous ass anyway and walk around with your chest why do you just, yeah man yeah, i gave him a list where we want to play. why are you high because see you know why because aaron's that guy that he's so egotistical and he's so this but at the end of the day he does not want to play the villain role and he tries to play the middle. No, why would I? No, you know why you want to lie back? Because you know what that looks like. And you know what you did with the Packers and you know that you've held them hostage two years ever since they moved up to get Jordan Love. So if you're going to own it, just own it. And if it doesn't work back, change. You know who that worked for? The guy that's playing in game two tonight, LeBron James. That first year with Miami, not one, not two, not three. That first year with the Heat, LeBron for the first time in his career tried to be like, I know y'all hating and you know dunking with a scowl or whatever. He even openly admitted it, like years, like year or so later in the open, like, yeah, that wasn't me. It didn't work for him. Not everybody can play the bad guy and the villain. You, that's got to be in you. And Aaron is trying to be in the middle. So yeah, I am agreeing with that report because he tried to pretty much he. In the last couple of years, he has really tried to cut these quote-unquote insiders the people like Adam your Jay Glazer like he's pissed because they've got the beat on him in the drop and putting out things and there's a narrative the way he's acting is being reported he's got a problem with that so I don't have a problem with trolling because evidently there was a list Aaron that's for what Cobb uh Lazar there's a lineman. I mean, he went and got what did he was it the center or a tackle that he went out that played with them for years at the Packers that he wanted that's over there. Uh, tackle Billy Turner. Okay, Billy Turner. That's three. Or give me the other one. There's four. No, at least there's uh, Lazard. There's Cobb. There's Turner, and what else? And backup quarterback Tim Boyle. Which what you know what that tells me? That's 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 basically meeting room talk that you feel comfortable. I like going to work with him. He's a backup. We have conversations. I talk to him about conspiracies of 9-11 and stuff. That's what that's about. So so you want the backup. Like, whenever you ever heard a starting quarterback request, like, hey, man, I want the backup to come. He used to be a backup. Get him. This guy is weird. So So right there, that's four, right? It's four former Packers,
1: but Tim Boyle wasn't, and Tim Boyle and Billy Turner weren't on his list. Okay, Bakhtiari... Which is one of his offensive linemen back in Green Bay. That he was on the list, and Robert Tanyan, he was on the list.
0: So how do you know and Mercedes Lewis, he, tight end, he was on the list? But how do we know the, what the other ones you talk about? How do we know they weren't on the list? Well, these these were the they were
1: not mentioned, um, and and apparently again you go go to Rogers' report. These guys were not mentioned on the original McAfee interview. Okay. And so, if he's saying I never handed over a list, I, and you're saying, well, you you said it out loud, so you didn't have to necessarily write it down. No, you just. If, so, him. if you're going off the verbal list, mm. these guys weren't on there. From a from a standpoint of Tim Boyle, a quarterback, I feel like that was a Hackett hire, because that's a guy who can sit next to Zach Wilson, because Hackett's not whether Aaron Rodgers is there for a year or not, or a year or two. Hackett should be, if, if the Jets just hired him for one year, or do, you know just to be there while Rodgers is, then that was a mistake on their part. I mean, it got them Rodgers. But if you can have a backup quarterback, again, who kind of knows the system, can kind of spend a little bit more time with Zach Wilson, then I feel like that's why you would bring in a quarterback familiar from the time in Green Bay.
0: I mean I could see that I mean you know I push back things that I think that you're just talking crazy on but I, I could see that but I still put this one on end. and yes there was a li- whether you physically took a piece of paper and wrote down on pen verbally through negotiations back channels you gave them these are guys I want you to try to sign
1: Lazard and yeah. Cobb were named by name in the McAfee interview
0: let me tell you something you can have some brothers named in a police report I mean not named in the police report But don't mean they wasn't at the scene Okay So regardless if these weren't guys named in the interview There was still The message was sent and they did it the, it was sent like, look, I will go. Are you willing to go sign some guys on want to play? Yes, we will. Okay, end of discussion. I'm going to tell a little nice bit and fill some air time on Pat McAfee and just say it. I mean, come on, man. And, and the to me, thing with Hackett, look, Hackett was hired. When you say, well, there's no way they hired Hackett in one year. Hackett was hired to still be the different coach in 2023, 24, 25. How did that work out? And I will tell you, because of the debacle, the worst thing can happen to Hackett. Let me tell you the worst thing that happened to him. Russell Wilson is up for comeback player of the year. And the Jets offense struggles. And the first year of Aaron Rodgers is scrapping and third in the division and scrapping to get a wild card. Hackett will be gone out again. He'll have back-to-back jobs where he's won and done. That's the worst thing to happen. And I'm not saying that's fair because you can't throw away some of those years with Aaron Rodgers that Aaron won a MVP under Hackett. But it's all, what have you done for me lately? And that stank that he left in Denver. The play clock's third. I thought the play clock was 20. Time out. All that whole thing, you know, just no leadership that is going to stay with him in the circle until that's going to be fresh in their mind. So would I be shocked if he's one and done? No, because at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers might be one and done. And the Packers, and I think that really that trade and about, well, we got to have some security that was going back Packers because I think the Jets took this as like one year is better than zero, because if you're solid in the GM, you're thinking, like, hey, man, we're going to give up this. Wonder if he only plays and he quits in one year. Hey, if that one year gets us into the playoffs or if that one year gets us to the AFC Championship game, that's on our resume. So that if Aaron decides to retire and they've got to start over with whoever this backup is or Zach Wilson or go in the draft, they at least have bought themselves and their family more income for another year or two. So if you break it down like that, everybody in that building sold their soul for one year. Because honestly, unless Aaron Rodgers has another MVP type season and the Jets go to the AFC or deep in the playoffs, I really do believe this is his last season. And I guarantee you, if something crazy happens and the Jets win the whole thing, He's definitely leaving and going off on top because he's been thinking about it. So there is a good Something chance Tom Brady didn't get, get to do. Well, Tom Brady stayed at the blackjack table too long. Exactly. Yeah. Hey Kyle, let's go eat, man. We said we're gonna eat at five. Nah, man, I'm good. Just we go two hours, man. I'm hot. Damn, can you had all the? Pur- you had like about eight thousand sitting for what happened, man? Shut up! And no, I'm not going to eat. Go eat by yourself. Go eat by yourself. He stayed at the blackjack table too long so he should have he could have went out on top. You won't have to tell Aaron but th- Tom wasn't really talking retirement as much as Aaron's been either. Tom was asking questions about retirement, but he wasn't that. Speaking of Tom and the Bucks his former team, they're in the news as well too and I said this kind of in the opening. Uh Larry Foote, you know, lo- I used to love Larry Foot at Pittsburgh. You like him? did you enjoy uh, playing, and, seeing him play? Joe? you saw him twice and, a year. And anybody wearing a oh, Steelers okay. uniform has uh, traumatized
1: uh, my childhood. Uh, uh, and uh, that's I've, I've put that, I've I've spent time on couches to put that behind me, Cal. Yeah,
0: okay. All right. So Larry Foote, former Pittsburgh Steeler, great defensive lineman. You know, I've told you Lindell White wants a trade. He asked for a trade. Uh Devin White. Devin White. I'm sorry, Lindell White. He's long and gone. He was down there a bus. He was a big ass too. But yeah, Devin White. The Tampa Bay Bucks have said, we've heard it, but this is something we never we're never going to entertain. Well, Larry Foote, which is a defensive coach, says, look, these are champagne problems. I'm like, wow, I haven't heard that before. Champagne problems. Like, he he mean, trademark that term. It's he, pretty. he said it's champagne problems. And where I take that is, and what you said, look, this is about the money. Of course it's about the money. He won't be the first. He won't be the last. I'm paraphrasing him. He wants his money, and he wants it now. But what he's got to realize is the organization has to plan for 2024 next year. Already, I'm paraphrasing what Larry. First of all, I don't know why a defensive coach. And this is the whole point. The reason why this made the docket. I don't know what the point is of a coach, especially a guy that's played in the league. And he gets it. Why are you speaking on this still, in my opinion, is speaking on another man's money and contract. And for you to be trying to say cute, these are champagne problems, meaning like i don't know i I've, I've, I think i might have heard that before but i would just tell you what i take that is is meaning this is like you can use other things this is like about putting icing on the cake this is just about money this ain't no big deal these champagne man it's about popping pop bottles this is relax it ain't no big deal well no larry's about his money and also this also shows to me and I've got a lot of respect for Larry Foot, But this shows as a defensive coach talking on one of his players' contract. Because you know how you're normally supposed to handle it? Hey, man, you know what? That's up. For, that's not my job. My job is to get this team and this unit ready. Uh, off offseason programs are starting. And that's my focus on. That's for the up front office and ownership. We love to have him. He's a great part. of his, He's the anchor of this defense. But that's not for me to speak on. And I do radio. And I can and I can sit there and know how to answer the, the I know I do radio and I can handle that. Come on, Larry, you know better than that. And to me, this is the reason why. I can't wait to see what the win total is on Tampa this year because if I go out to Mandalay Bay, I'm taking an under. The, the Tampa Bay Bucks, this shows me right now, and I hate it, man, because this is going to be Todd Bowles again. This is like the Jets. Todd, what happened to J- Todd Bowl with the Jets? This brother's about to see part two is about to be a rerun. Like, we thought we killed Jason or Freddie. No, you didn't. I'm back. This, uh, look, you might have some games where Baker can be Baker. Okay. From this incident, from Todd Bowles going out and trying to sell everybody that Baker's this great leader, and I love Baker's leadership skills. There is a void. There, like when you when Tom Brady, even though he was only there for three years, right? He played three seasons with Tampa, if I'm not mistaken, right? I yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Even though you're only in the building for three years, there's a Aura. There's a everybody's in place. Everybody there's There's a leader. There's no leadership void there. Everybody's in line. Everybody's in check from special teams, defense, offense, everything in the locker room. Because Tom, the offense is kick, you know, you know, you know, jacking around, you know, monkey business. Tom, hey, what the hell y'all doing? This or this and that. Defense, it don't matter. That's what's in there. And It's not just Tom. That's what you get. That's what you get with a Patrick Mahomes. You get that with a Josh Allen. You get that with certain players and quarterbacks, especially that position. Or you get that on defense. You get that from a Michael Parsons. You get that from a Von Miller. You get that on defense. The Tampa Bay Bucks have none of that in the, in, in the building right now. And to me... This is going to get, and if I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. I have a feeling this is going to get ugly. I believe the Tampa Bay Bucks will be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes next year. So when I look at that, you know, and you got to understand, Bruce has already said that he's going to take a step back from the organization. He's not going to be around the way it is. He don't like the way some things have been handled. If you're a Bucks fan, I just want the same intensity in them cannons firing off because I think the Bucks, I don't, I don't know. What are the, what is their win total over and under? Because usually uh, it should be out now because the draft is done.
1: Yeah, six and a half, uh minus one oh five or one fifteen juice on the um under.
0: Under. Under. I see Bucks maybe as a four. Four or five win team, or if not, you're gonna you're gonna get beat by the hook. At tops, they're gonna go six and eleven. I really do, and and Baker could play well. I'm not gonna I'm not saying they're gonna go six and eleven because of Baker Mayfield. I just think it's everything around. Does anybody in here is anybody willing to go to bat and say Mike Evans is a leader? Mike Evans can take that void and fill that. Anybody? I don't think so. You wouldn't put your rent or your mortgage on it. Nope. No. Goodwin I don't know I mean I I would say maybe him more than Mike Evans all I see possibly on the horizon is a frustrated Mike Evans maybe getting pissed off after three or four straight losses and throwing his helmet on the sideline or he gets into it with Baker hey Baker what happened with you and Mike? Oh, that's between us we'll be all right that's what I think is what I see of Mike Evans so it ain't him the leader on defense wants out Good luck. I just hate this is going to go down on Todd Bowles' watch, to be honest with you. 877-37-GRIND. Also, what else we got? We've got, uh, sticking with the NFL, we've got um, ex-NFL lineman Taylor Luan, I think it is. is uh-huh. um, Okay, I got that one right. Hey, man, my Jeopardy double daily double. Uh, is suing James Andrews. Everybody knows famous Dr. Andrews. From an improper knee surgery from 2020. We're 2023 now. I read a little bit into this and supposedly, and and first of all, you know, look, I'm no Dr. Sanjay Gupta and I'm no Johnny Cochran, the late, great Johnny Cochran. Okay. There'd be a lot more famous brothers free walking the street if Johnny was still alive. Okay. That population when they say, well, you know, a percentage of African-Americans are incarcerated. If Johnny was still alive, that number would be down. The great Johnny Cochran. I'm no Johnny Cochran and I'm no Dr. Sandra Gupta. But when I see this lawsuit and I see what it's about, I'll tell you that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Producing Spinning the One of Twos. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producers, spinning the One and Twos. Today's show was presented by Doseki's Get a dose. We have been broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. And the last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail. That is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out all their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in all different flavors. Or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own uh, flavor. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. And shout-out to Zing Zang. I got a new uh, box delivered to the crib yesterday. I haven't opened it yet to see what's in there with the new swag. So they always take care of the sports grind. Shout-out to Zing Zang. Um, but anyway,
1: all right, I before we get up a, for Cinco uh, de Cinco de Mayo. Weekend. Cinco de
0: Mayo the 5th Cinco de Mayo doesn't always fall on the weekend right or does it no, no? not always no okay, yeah, it just so
1: happens that it's going to be a Friday this year so you can take an early weekend party for free. you days. know what
0: I was like wonder why don't they ever why haven't they ever scheduled Fiesta really to go into Cinco de Mayo I wonder has that question ever been asked down I've lived here all my life and never have really understood is there a purpose or why they don't do that I've never asked that question myself but also I've lived here all my life at 46 and never been to Alamo inside the Alamo, missed two field trips, had two chances, and played hooky. And as an adult, I'm just like, man. And the only thing that's kept me down there is I just hate traveling downtown. I hate going downtown. I lost one of my old relationships because she, I just all she wanted me to do was go downtown. I was like, no, man, I don't <laughs> want to spend the night. She got tired of it after seven, eight years. You know what? You never went. the first guy she was with after me went downtown every Friday. Like, oh, well, that's how bad I hate. That's why the AC, I told her. She, like I said, I'm just letting you know right now, man, I don't hang out downtown. I don't like driving downtown. I just don't like it. That's the only thing that kept me from it. That's the only reason I haven't been inside the album. But anyway, um, yeah, I wonder why don't they just go into Cinco de Mayo weekend or start it to where it goes. I don't know. Somebody's got to know the answer to that. But anyway, all right, back to my point before we went to break about this lawsuit in regards to Dr. Andrews. Now, I'm no Dr. Sandra Gupta, like I said, I'm no um, late, great Johnny Cochran, okay? But when I read into this, now, according to Taylor Luman, the a former offensive lineman, I think he's like a two, three time Pro Bowler too as well. He ain't chopped oh, liver. Yeah. Um, the the suit claims that Dr. Andrews and his team did not protect the inner cartilage or something of that effect because it was like a, what an ACL injury or something.
1: Yeah, it was an ACL. It was
0: an ACL injury and he didn't they didn't protect the inner cartilage and I guess years after that he started having problems and he got hurt again or something like that. And um, he was
1: released this uh this February.
0: Okay. So because he failed his physical. And it's on this knee. Okay. I would like to say that cannot be easy for any lawyer to prove that. Like, how do you, like, you have to, yes, there's been malpractice lawsuits forever. And there are cases where surgeons, like, nobody is perfect except the man upstairs. So there have been malpractice lawsuits before, but they're, they're like, I'm talking about some serious, like, we cut something open, we shouldn't have, we misdiagnosed you, bam. But this is a situation to where do you really think of the reputation that Dr. Andrews has? And nobody's perfect that they really did a procedure that didn't account for protecting the cartilage or is this a situation where this guy unfortunately like other athletes do once you get cut on and you have bad knees especially that heavy and that size of alignment you're going to have problems and is this a guy just feels like hey man I've been robbed of so much earning power and now i get released this is because my damn knee never got right and that damn dr andrews because this to me this is a this is a lawsuit against the brand because dr andrews like i say patrick mahomes's brand dr andrews is a brand when i'm talking about tommy john you talk about a monopoly. They could have had the monop. They could have had Dr. Andrews on Capitol Hill for threatening him. You run a monopoly. He was the only one really doing Tommy John's these surge. Everybody ran to Dr. Andrews, and then who? The Washington Commanders at that time Snyder. They employed him. They said, "Hell, you're the best. We just gonna hire you on." Now we know Snyder's probably using somebody else's money to pay his ass anyway. For all we know, but yeah, man, this gotta be this gotta be a hard case to really prove to win. Well, when you look at the the whole. Um
1: encompassing of this issue uh the, you know through nfl.com which is you know has the ap's report uh, the lawsuit accuses andrews of negligence for not using a specific graft injuring surrounding knee cartilage not repairing the medical meniscus failing to supervise residents and fellows and failing to provide proper care after surgery so when you talk about the brand this sounds more like an office thing because Doctor Andrews, there there are certain procedures, and you, if you go to a specific doctor's office or whatever, to where that doctor is the one, right, working. right. But you get big enough, and they might have somebody else from the office working on you, or or a resident, you know, resident student, or or somebody that's not doesn't quite have the experience, but they need to develop it, and they work in your place of business. When you mention residents and fellows. That's where it gets a little bit interesting to me because it might mean that Dr. Andrews himself didn't perform perform the procedure, but his practice did. And that's why you're coming after Dr. Andrews and his practice.
0: I agree with everything you just said. And that was perfect the way you uh, laid that out. And that is the truth, the way you laid that out. But I would like to say when you get the other in the office is the, regi- the original, you know, maybe college kid. High school athlete, rich, you know weekend warrior that says, "Hey man, I want Dr. Andrews coming." When you are a NFL football player, I believe for the most part, Dr. Andrews is the guy that's cutting on you. but it sounds like but- he didn't because if
1: you because if you're specifically coming in and you're, and the lawsuits are is failing to supervise your fellows and your residents, it sounds like he was taking a backseat role whether it was in the aftercare portion
0: or right. the actual procedural part? I would say, I would I would think it is probably the aftercare and the procedure treatment, but I believe with Andrews being named in a lawsuit, I mean, yeah, I don't think his practice is called Dr. Andrews. It's something else. It's just, we know because of NFL and Snyder hiring him in NFL and all these times that's, that's Dr. Andrews. I mean, he got to a point about 10 years ago, well, like 15 years ago when he was at the height of his career. Fifty. I mean, he's not a young spring chicken, man. Dr. Andrews old as hell but but I think but but to me you started having high school athletes in college like they would the parents would go take them because of the public so my thing is is that no I believe this Andrews is named in it because I believe you could be right I could be wrong but I do believe probably he he performed the surgery but I think what you're naming that's all in this lawsuit about not the proper care and all that then that falls on also just the facility in general
1: yeah defendants listed are of course Andrews uh, Benjamin. Benjamin Sherman Baptist Healthcare, Baptist Medical Group, and yeah. the Andrews
0: Institute. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Andrews was over that knee because that, that's why I say any other regular doctor. I don't believe, especially with a football player. I don't even know if it's you, they're going to pursue that. Everybody's going to look like, hey man, you just got a bad knee and never heal. Whatever you hear, Doctor Andrews, and he's supposed to be the best of the best. And some ain't go right. Yeah, I want a bag. Especially if I'm in the NFL, I'm a lineman, the career is short and I didn't really make that much. I don't know how much money he's made in his career, but yet still, I would just tell you his career is probably over. I mean, nobody, I mean, if he's got waived, I mean, he's probably not, I mean, he might get on to somebody that's desperate, but that's my thoughts on that. Also, switching gears, uh, one other thing before I get to this Alabama betting thing in NFL that I almost slipped up. um, I wanted to put this out to attorney generals. Uh I think it's is James okay of New York and Rob Monta of California which I know I pretty much think it's Letitia James I don't know if it got butchered Rob Monta but they first of all they're attorney generals one's in New York and one's in for, California I think you're three for 30 okay California hey daily double man we're going to keep it going um they have issued subpoenas for NFL executives as a part of a workplace culture at Lee's corporate office in both states. Okay, so let me just clarify this. This isn't necessarily a particular players. This isn't a particular team. That's not what the attorney generals have issued subpoenas. This is really for the league office and the culture. Now, I'm going to stay consistent with what I've said and and, and basically what I continue to say. Uh, And this falls under... uh, sexual harassment environment, racial environment, discrimination. I mean, everything's under this whole thing subpoena while they're trying to get to the bottom and they're going to the league office. Not, not a, none of the 32 teams. It's really about the league office. I'm going to stay consistent of what I've said. I've always felt, and especially these days and times, it's a slippery slope, man, when we're talking about government-paid officials that are DAs, that are lieutenant generals, that are using their power i'm not saying in all cases but that are using their power to go and after big names big corporations and the nfl's a big corporation when they start digging their nose and stuff like that a lot of that you got to look through the tape and follow in regards to votes and re-elections and staying in the seats and then donors and say hey this is what we want you to do We're getting to a slippery slope in this country. Okay? I mean, regardless of what your opinion on is with Trump, whether you hate him, you think he's a race, whatever, at the end of the day, when you talk about 30 some indictments for a former sitting of president, and you're talking about basically, you know, in regards to people that's going after him that are appointed say hey man i'm gonna go after whatever like that and i'm using an example we're running through slippery slopes because i've always said yes if there's a you know a racial bias situ- uh, situation in the nfl which it probably is if it's a sexist harassment whatever code probably is i still feel like the nfl they need to find a way to regards to really try to police that themselves I don't know how I feel about attorney general from the state of New York or California subpoenaing subpoenas, sending subpoenas to the NFL for, for in regards to what we've been talking about on talk shows and TVs forever and trying to hold the owners and the commissioners accountable to try to fix that up and do that, which I think they can. It just comes down to other ways to do it. Whether that's basically coming to the point that, hey, all league offices, people that work in uh, teams, facilities, secretaries, executives, you know, coaches, then you know what you do? You do with the Hollywood writer just go on strike. I mean, why does it have to be the players? It ain't always need to be the players that go on strike. I mean, the play coaches. People that run the daily activity of an NFL season, if those people just say, hey, man, we don't like the culture, we think it's discriminative, we think this and that, you could walk out and go strike and you can get in some things going to happen. Don't think you can just operate and you get 30 million, 25 million viewers in NFL game. Just because all it's all just about the players that you see on the field. There's a lot that goes behind that. And not only that, don't think just because it's the coaches and the trainers that run an NFL team seven days a week, six months out of the year. There's a lot of behind the scenes. And if those people feel like it's an environment, if it's a bad environment, whatever, go on strike, walk out. It'll make some noise. It'll get some changes because you're disrupting a multi-billion-dollar machine. I'm very skeptical when I hear attorney generals from the state of California, New York, any kind of state anyway, subpoenaing league offices just off of a culture and a topic that everybody has known has been a problem in the NFL. To me, I believe, in my opinion, that's grandstanding. Somebody has pushed the button to say, hey, you know, I want you to go after, go after them. And we're just in a slippery slope in this country when it comes to money and power and politics and who can be bought and who can be sold. It's scary, man. It's scary. All right, 877-37-GRIND. All right, real quick before we get out of here, I meant to bring this up the other day on Tuesday, uh, but there are other de- uh, developments. I told you at the top of the hour, Alabama's fires baseball coach Brad Bohannon amid a betting pro, okay? Now, let me tell you this. They played, I think it's the LSU Tigers that they played the other day. It was a game on Monday, or this game was, no, actually this game was last week. It was like last Friday, okay? Um, and pretty much... There was some suspicious activity that was going on that was picked up from, and I think they're the OOOC, yeah, OCCC, I'm sorry. Um, And let me tell you, this is pretty much, and this this OCCC was pretty much created right around the time. That Nevada, the sports betting became outside of Nevada, and what they do is like I've always preached. There's like an eye in the sky, just like you know, an eye sky. When you're playing at a casino, you had a craps table, blackjack table, roulette, those bubbles up in there, you know you're being watched. If anybody steal anything, do anything, well, you know what? This is a division that was formed, and they've had other. I mean, don't forget the uh, Arizona State. I think the betting scandal way back years ago in Nevada, there was a commissioner, a commission like this who busted that and opened that investigation of shaving points you know years ago they it's on netflix it's a series on Netflix. you can go watch it this is similar that who pretty much probed into this usual activity that took place amongst this lsu game now supposedly there were some odd bets that took place um you know last friday before this game this department alerted down at the sports because they pretty much banned since Friday of last week when this started to surface, they stopped. Casinos took Alabama baseball games off. You couldn't even bet on them because of this amidst this investigation. Um, The reason why I'm bringing this up is because, for one, all the details are not out on this yet, what they're being accused of, what happens, this and that. But I will tell you when a manager or a coach in this situation gets fired and let go for something like this, I would like to thank the University of Alabama because you got to think this this whole betting stuff that's legal in certain states. This is still brand new to a lot of people just because I've been talking it for over a decade and paying attention to it. It's been it, it, it hasn't it's still early to be mainstream. And when you talk about new states that are legalizing sports gambling and when you talk about college sports, people get sensitive, man. People get basically eerie, scared, like, oh, wait, a integrity. My point is. Out of all the stuff I've looked at, with hardly any details released, to release this guy and fire him, he better have been in on. I don't see. I don't believe just because if you have two guys on a team or three guys, I don't know. They um, from an account. There's two weird bets that come from a different area. There's this, and then all something shady goes on. Because I think Alabama was favored to win this. By the way. That doesn't necessarily means a coach knows what's up and is involved. Out of all the betting scandals I've ever heard about in regards to in college, anything, I've never heard yet of a coach being involved and in knowing what was going on. The chances of that are slim. Now, if you fire this man before any details, that can only tell me that he knew and he was partaking, or maybe the bets came from his phone or account from him. I don't know. But this is the first I can know that a coach has been let go for maybe suspicious activity in regards to his players partaking into betting and lines. And let me tell you something, it has to be something screwy because when you have these divisions, such as the OCCC, they, they have to, there's so many bets and so many lines and so many different sports, college pros, hockey, basketball. You have to really see something odd for this to be alarmed and for them to be not take any action, not just from Alabama players, take it off the board I'm I'm really going to keep my eye on this particular story and see what comes to develop. Because to see him fired this quickly, I was like, wait a minute. Are you telling me what I think you're trying to tell me? Because what else are you firing him for? According to the four-letter
1: network, sports book surveillance video indicated that the person who placed the bets was communicating with Bohannon at the time. Hmm. Uh, multiple sources wow. with direct information about the investigation told ESPN.
0: Well... And let me tell you something, that would be a first. First that I've heard of. It's
1: banging on trash cans, but
0: No, that's worse than trash cans, buddy. <laughs> that's damn near that's damn near jail time. That's fed time. That ain't no banging on no damn trash cans, man. Sorry. All right, man, that is a wrap for today. Special thanks to the producers of the show, Jonas Clark. San Antonio, El Paso, Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you to stew, buddy, for you out the rack, just ask yourself, you grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow.
2: When life sounds too much like this, It's time to consider more of this Sometimes a little
1: shift is all you need
2: A dose of perspective Dos X Lager Get a dose Enjoy Dos X responsibly Copyright 2021 Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas White Plains, New York